You're on 2ARMFM, and I'm um, very pleased that uh, today to have Eliza Scott. Eliza is part of the string section at the New England Conservatorium of Music, and, uh, and Eliza's coming in to talk a bit about herself and all the things that she's involved in up at uh, the New England Conservatorium of Music. Welcome, Eliza. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you so much, Peter. It's such a joy to be here this morning. Now, um not only are you involved in NECOM here, but you also um, know a lot about Armadale because you were born and raised here. That's exactly right. Um, I was so, so lucky to um, be raised in Armadale. It's such an incredible community of people and um, especially the culture and the music uh, yes, that's yes. here. It's such a, um, uh, well, embedded part of our community. And it was actually so interesting when I left Armadale and mm. I went to Brisbane and even London. People know Armadale mm. because of the musicians that we have uh, raised and sent off from here who are now mm. all over the world. It's quite incredible, really. Yes, and it's not just uh, classical music or um, orchestra-based music. It's, it's across the whole lot. It's um, We have a great reputation, and I can talk from first-hand experience, it goes right Back to my times in the sixties <laughs> and seventies, I can remember just uh, how what a powerhouse this place is, and still or was, and still is. So, um, were you educated here? Or I was. Yes, yeah. I went to a variety of different schools. I went to Benvenue, mm-hmm. uh, and then I uh, finished off at PLC, mm-hmm. um, where I was on a music scholarship. I was very lucky to go there. I just had um, the most incredible music teachers, um, but I was also lucky to be um, raised while the New England Conservatorium of Music first started. So that brought a lot of um, music educators to Armadale who um, benefited my education immensely. Uh, and I never thought I'd be back here, but here I am. And now I <laughs> teach at NECOM. So, uh, yeah, it's such a full circle moment for me yeah. and I really love it. And I gather music's very strong in your own family. It absolutely which I is. an important thing for... Uh, <laughs> The people who make a living out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Get my the passion for it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> my mum taught the flute for a little while in Armadale, and my dad was the director of music at Taz, Tim Scott, uh, in the eighties and nineties. So, okay. yeah, plus all the cousins who still pull up wacky instruments at Christmas, you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you decided to make a career in music, and uh, you did your tertiary qualifications in it. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, it was actually through the Armadale of Stedford that I met my violin teacher who I studied with um, in Brisbane, Michelle Walsh. She mm-hmm. came as a strings adjudicator for the Stedford, another amazing part of the Armadale community. Mm-hmm. And she um, said that if I was looking to study at a tertiary level, which I was, I should come and study with her at the Queensland Conservatorium. So up I went <laughs> and um, it was just incredible. I was, I have always been very passionate about orchestral music and at that time they were getting in more and more conductors uh, and their orchestral program grew exponentially mm-hmm. and um, I played in so many wonderful concerts which was more than I ever imagined I would do at, at a undergraduate level and then I in the end um, worked with the Queensland Symphony Orchestra. So. So that 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 was while you were doing. That was while I was studying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, having uh, these experiences then prepared you, and and what 
did you come back here and then teach for a while and then go overseas or what was the... Um, I mean, I was always back here because um, <laughs> right. my parents live here. So yeah. um, I don't think you can ever really escape from Armadale, can you? <laughs> no, I would come... <laughs> Like that, yeah. <laughs> I would come back in December and play with the Armadale Symphony Orchestra and I would oh, okay. go back to yeah. PLC and play in the string soiree and do a variety of different um, mm-hmm. things in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, I performed the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto with the Armadale Symphony Orchestra, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then um, I, after I finished my undergraduate, I decided I wanted to move to London so uh, I was back here before I, I did that. Um, so how long were you in London for? I was I moved over in September 2018, and I was supposed to be there until September 2020, but of course everyone remembers yes. what happened <laughs> in March. I thought it could be locked down anywhere. I'd rather be locked down here. Yeah, I think a lot of people made that decision, mm. um, and as... A uh, number of discussions and interviews that I've had with people involved in the music industry, the, the pandemic was critical in their effect on their careers and lives. And But thankfully, a lot of them have come through it and, and getting back to some normality, but it was quite a traumatic time for yeah, everybody. But, absolutely. Uh, particularly for people in artistic areas. Mm. But during that time in London, you had some great experiences, talk, talk particularly involving... Um, the person who's now King Charles III, <laughs> HRH. Yes, that's right. Um, so I attended the Royal College of Music in um, London, yeah. uh, whose patron um, was at the time the Prince of Wales, uh, who was Charles. And we, I was chosen to be part of an orchestra that performed at Windsor Castle um, for a fundraising uh, concert for the Royal College. And mm. tickets were upwards of £30,000 a ticket what? to attend no. this concert. I know, it's just crazy. Uh, we were the hired help, of course. So yeah, <laughs> we yeah. were just providing the concert with, um, if you know your violinists, we performed with Maxim Vengerov, that killer concert, and he is number one violinist in the world pretty much so mm. that was quite amazing and yes the guest of honor was uh prince charles now king charles the mm. third um so we got to enjoy a glass of bollinger actually afterwards <laughs> with oh. him which was very nice there's a mm. hilarious photo of me um and him chuckling over he was telling me that uh his trumpet teacher at gordonston uh told him to quit so, <laughs> <laughs> so he's never going to go have a career in music. Not in trumpet, but he um, is an avid cellist, actually. Right. Yeah. So in the particular uh, orchestra I was in at the time, um, the principal cellist was playing on um, Prince Charles's cello, which okay. he had loaned to the Royal College. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe you had some interesting observations about. Um, <laughs> Windsor Castle and Charles are set up there. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, we Sorry, were King Charles. King Charles, oh, that's right. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? Uh, yeah. We we were kind of ferried in through the the back way of the castle because, of course, there's for all the staff, there's lots of different corridors behind the fancy gilded hmm. um, wallpaper. Uh, so we got to see the kitchens and all the rest, which was very interesting. Hmm. Uh, but yes. Um, Prince Charles at the time had his own special chair with a very um, fluffy uh, red cushion on it. And then as soon as the final note of our concert ended, um, a waiter, I suppose, came out with uh, one singular, I'm sure very strong uh, gin and tonic on a gold platter just for uh, the prince. So 
I mean, it's fair enough. I can only imagine that was his probably sixth or seventh engagement of the day and he had mm. to meet a whole bunch of people that had paid a lot of money to be there. So, yes. Um, an easy life. <laughs> in some ways, In yes. some ways. <laughs> I think the events of the last few weeks have shown that. Yes, that's right. So $30,000 ahead for mm. the fundraiser. Mm. So you must have felt very chuffed about the fact that you were chosen to be there. I was very chuffed, yeah, indeed. It was um, quite an honour that I um, wasn't really sure why I was chosen, but I had a good time. It was, uh, mm. you know, there are just so many... At the Royal College, it really is like the Olympics mm. of music. And you're accompanying this, uh, and this, this violinist. Yeah, exactly. The the yeah. And, and here I was from yeah. Armadale. Mm. Um, but I, <laughs> I, um, I took it all in my stride. I had a grand old time. And, um, then we were popped on the bus and straight back to mm. my tiny little flat in London. <laughs> And then eventually back to Australia. Mm. So in now that you're back at NECOM, what's your responsibility there at the moment? So I uh, mainly I teach the violin, and uh, but of course um, with that comes a whole bunch of other things. So mm. I teach lots of different ensembles. I conduct the Brulon strings at NECOM, uh, and I'm head of strings at PLC Armadale, which is a great honour mm. to be back the there. School. Yeah, and I have ensembles at uh, Taz, uh, as well as students from every school in Armadale. And then on a Friday, I teach classroom music at uh, Black Mountain Public School and Kelly's Plains Public School, and uh, alongside chamber ensembles, duos, trios, all the rest. So um, no day is the same as mm. One previous. Yeah. So what have you got coming up? Clearly, though, just things roll on. Things do roll on, yeah, uh, but so very excitingly, uh, NECOM has a Heritage Homestead series of yeah. concerts coming up in October and November, which we are so excited about. Um, it's the first time this has happened in many years. Mm. Uh, COVID and, and other um, things permitted the concerts, stopped them from happening. Um, so uh, the concert I want to talk about is the Emu Creek concert, which is happening on the 15th of October. Uh, myself, Warwick Dunham, a very... Yeah, Warwick, yeah, keyboard player. Exactly, incredible keyboard mm. player. Toby Armstrong, a clarinetist, and Paul Marshall, who is the head of winds at NECOM. Mm. Uh, we are performing an outdoor concert there, which will just be so much fun. Mm. Uh, ticket includes um, cheese and bickies and a glass of whatever takes your fancy, and you get a chance to stroll around a homestead that is not um, open to the public. At any other time, um, the most beautiful gardens tended to by uh, Ange and Mark Berry, the owners of the homestead. And then we'll be doing a really fun concert out on the back lawn. Uh, so you don't often hear violin, keyboard, clarinet and saxophone together. That's what we're pairing. Um, we've got a whole mix of music planned um, from Kabalevsky to a guy called Joe Denison who considers himself the Jimi Hendrix of the violin. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else considers him that. Yeah, that's an interest, interesting imagery there. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he doesn't smash it in the end, does he? No. I, well, I'm certainly, I will not be smashing my violin at the end. Uh, we're playing a piece called Bunsen Burner Boogaloo, which yeah. is as fun as it sounds. 
Sorry, um, I think it was Pete Townsend that smashed them. Um, Jimi Hendrix used to burn them. Burn them. Oh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just going to be so much fun. Uh, Paul um, wears many hats. He's mm. a saxophonist, clarinetist. Uh, he's also a composer. So mm. he has composed an original piece of music for this concert to be a world premiere. Mm. And the Bunsen Burner Boogaloo has also been arranged by him. So it is a world premiere. Yeah. So I can't think of a better place to be <laughs> on the 15th of October yep. than um, just outside Walker at Emu Creek. Yeah. How do people get tickets for this? They can just go to NECOM's website, uh, necom.org.au, or NECOM's Facebook page. Um, this morning I Googled Emu Creek Walker concert and lots of lots of different ways to get tickets but i highly recommend they're going fast yeah so uh, it's a series of these concerts just to finish up it is a series um, yeah. it's just first one i think this is it? the first one unfortunately yeah. the other two are sold out so right. even if you wanted to come to them yep um too, too yeah late. too late <laughs> <laughs> yeah so where are, are they just out of interest just though? um they're in walker so oh, they're all in walker mm-hmm. other three of them. the other three so yeah. Uh, Emu Creek is first, and then we're at Morani, mm-hmm. which yes, is Marani, yep, Marani, Marani as you're going into Walker, yep. and the other one is at yep. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio, I forgot. Yeah. That's um, the only one I'm not performing at. Yes, folks, uh, it, there's only one left uh, of these great series of concerts, and uh, it'll probably sell out two, I would mm-hmm. say, um, given that um, just how popular these seem to be. So we'll just go through that one again there at um, Emu Creek. Emu Creek uh, on October the 15th at 3 p.m. So uh, get there and get your tickets very quickly while <laughs> that one sells out as well. Well, That's thank right. you very much for coming in this morning, Eliza. Um, thank you so much for having to, me. It's great to hear your uh, story. It's a very interesting one and, and only in the very early parts of your career too. Mm. So I'm sure there's more interesting things to come for you. Well, living in Armadale, there's uh, no such thing as a day that's not interesting. Um, it's forever filled with um, so much joy and happiness and the most incredible experiences. So yeah. I feel very privileged to live yeah. here. Okay. Well, thanks very much. And uh, I've been speaking to Eliza Scott, who is uh, part of the string sections here at the New England Conservatorium of Music. <laughs>